You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of Legends of Runeterra. This episode is supported by listeners like you. To become a supporter of Legends Cast, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the community, and the meta of the Legends of Runeterra. My name is Mark or The Lift from outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, your uh, your normal uh, host here for the show. And with me tonight, I have a very special guest. Um, I have Silver Fuse here with me tonight, a content creator and YouTuber covering Legends of Runeterra as well. Silver Fuse. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm I'm doing good, man. That was a quick throwback. Right back. <laughs> it was a quick, quick, quick throw. Most people talk longer. That's okay. Um, so Silver, you've been on the show before, back when we were still covering uh the Elder Scrolls Legends. It's an honor and it's awesome to uh have you on the show with us. Um and uh, you know, we've kind of become friends since uh since you're on the show some time ago. So it's awesome. Uh, really, really great to be doing doing content with you. So I just want to, you know, take the beginning of the show just to say thank you for uh, for coming on the show and 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 being part of it again. I really appreciate it. Hey, yeah, thanks. Uh, it, it's been really a lot of fun, and it's cool that we both switched to a similar, well, to the same game. So that's been nice to see a lot of people from the previous community coming together again. Yeah, it's kind of been the um the home for the lost Elder Scrolls Legends player. Kind of. Yeah, I would say it's probably one of the bigger ones. There's a few other games that I could name too, but I would say that a lot of people have been looking to try something new and a lot of people have played League of Legends before, so that's kind of caught a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, I I know that I've noticed a lot of people moving from our previous community over to here. Some some haven't. Mythgard's pulled a couple of a couple of people. Um couple of other card games, uh, a couple of non-card games, but a lot of folks moving over here um, and joining in. You know, normally uh, Ian is here with us today, or, or DVN is here with us today. Um, he may Hi. jump. Oh, there he is. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What perfect timing is that as we're right in the middle of the intro. Dead Broke Nerd, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing good. I hope I didn't cut you off there no it was it was perfect okay. couldn't have been better yeah sorry i i got stuck getting home uh and my phone was dead so i couldn't let you guys know <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> that's okay it, it was perfect timing we literally we literally just got started um oh, in, nice. into into episode season two episode three so it, it was actually almost perfect timing um uh silver how was uh how was your week in legends of runeterra uh, I quite enjoyed it. I got to make a lot of videos, which is like pretty much my most passionate part. And then I played quite a few games. I've been enjoying the game a lot. Uh, the meta could be a little bit better in some ways. It's something, but I hadn't really done too much grinding yet. So to me, it was at least new this week for a bit. And uh, then toward the end, I was like, all right, all right. I've got the taste that I need. <laughs> So you had had enough of grinding by the end of this week is what you're trying to say. Um, no, I will still be grinding a lot this week because uh, I had not done it earlier and I really should have been. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have not had the opportunity to do really any grinding in this game. I'm still in a lot of honeymoon, a lot of the honeymoon phase for Legends of Runeterra, just because I haven't even had enough time to explore a lot of the decks. The decks we're going to be talking about tonight that you gave us, um, Silver, has been a tremendous amount of fun. Um, and I have been playing the heck out of it. I, I've had a lot of fun with it. Ian, how was your week in Legends of Runeterra, man? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Mostly just getting quests done, not going to lie. I've, I kind of crafted a couple things and then didn't make a deck. Uh, <laughs> this week was a little nutty, so I didn't get to play as much as I wanted, which, which makes me a little bit sad. Um, but I've been really looking forward to finding some time to carve out uh, because I really want to mess around with uh, Yasuo um a lot uh, and i want to mess around specifically with um ionia noxus stunning uh oh with gosh. yasuo and then like trying to play around with that with a sub theme like i don't know like mid-rangey i'm just it seems fun and yasuo seems fun also i've said it before but i'm just super have a voiceover crush on liam o'brien uh so every time uh yasuo hits the board i'm like Ooh, that sounds cool <laughs> oh i want you in my deck mm -hmm. yes what is the uh, so what is that card in Noxus that Noxus that uh that stuns everything with like four or less power? What is yeah, that? it's like a it's like a four cost spell or something. Um, I can't think of the name. I don't know the names very well yet. It's uh, is it a five maybe? Second. I thought it was a five cost. It's it an intimidating five. roar. There it is. Intimidating roar. Yeah. Yeah. So I was playing. I I was playing uh spiders, and um someone put a Yasuo on the board, and I was like, I don't I don't even care, and. I went to attack and all of them for an attack or less. Six creatures for attack or less. Yasuo'd me, then did intimidating roar, stunned my entire board, and leveled up Yasuo, and then cleared half my board because of his two damage to everything. It was nutty. Is nutty. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, that is the craziest <laughs> combo. Holy cow, I want to try this out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have the cards to try it out yet, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was I, I, I haven't. I don't have a deck list or anything. I'm going off of. It's just been like a thought experiment for the last week, and uh, I just it's it's seems fun, and I already have a lot of Noxus cards. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually, funny enough, theory crafted a Yasuo deck last night, and uh, missing Yasuo though, which I'm probably <laughs> going to be. Yeah, is key in the Yasuo yes, deck. No, yes. <laughs> yeah, that that is a limiting factor. <laughs> yes, but. Uh, I think I do have, yeah, I do have the shards to create it, and I'm really close to getting my next wild card on my region, like the actual like champion wild card where I can pick anything. Because I also really wanted to make a Heimer, and I also been wanting to make Karma and stuff like. Oh, <laughs> I pick. You want to yeah. make all the decks? I want all of them. <laughs> it it is really hard. It is hard to pick what one. Uh, and I, you know, I'll say this: I've been really impressed by how quickly my. Even like the very limited amount of play that I've done, the only champs I don't have any copies of, I don't have, a, I don't have an Anivia of Lad, I don't have a Hammer, a Shen, a Callista, or a Teemo, but I have, I have multiple copies and in several of them, three ofs on a lot of the champions already. Um, even is what would, even for most people, would be considered just like a very casual amount of playing, just because I simply haven't had the time to devote to it, other than you know playing a handful of games sort of like each morning that's really been my week in legends of runeterra um has been um playing a couple games with friends and then um 
theory theory crafting and then playing this new Ezreal deck that we're going to talk about today um the last couple of days but but really only you know trying to make sure that i complete my quest and get my 400 xp bonus every day um and then i finished the uh the champion in the rewards like i think it's level eight is it level eight yes Yes, like the the champion capsule i finished level eight in each region this week so now i'm working on ionia which is the one that you guys are like that your guys focus you guys would focus on like getting up to that that diamond chest i went to shadow isles very quickly shadow slave and me was like you know what i guess it's time to get all the si cards and that's what happened <laughs> wow okay did you get the whole way to diamond the diamond uh, chest yeah i i have 20 out of 20 on shadow isles 17 out of 20 on piltover and zon uh 13 out of 20 on frey lord and then eight on the rest of them literally don't even have 13 on any of them yeah <laughs> not that far <laughs> holy cow yeah what is in a di- what's a diamond chest like is it amazing is it unbelievable it's the same that you open um weekly if you do have diamond it's uh the first one it has the ability to upgrade anytime i am not 100 percent sure on the drop rate so don't quote me but i'm pretty sure it's like the first one's common second one is rares that can upgrade and the last one i think it's also rares at minimum but mine's upgraded to usually an epic or two and then some shards at the end and i want to say like 500 ish but it's hard to say i don't want to give the wrong numbers but that's kind of an idea of at least what i've seen when i've opened it maybe it's either 500 or 700 i don't quite remember but yeah mm. they're pretty sweet yeah diamond chest not bad how'd you guys do in your vault this week i mean tuesday's vault day i wake up at six in the morning for study work school and i i find it really hard to get to work until i know what's in my vault on tuesday mornings how'd you guys how'd you guys do in the vaults this week I never do very well on them or just anything that involves random <laughs> opening. Yeah, your your luck is terrible. This is the awful. Yeah. So I, I haven't gotten I I mean I haven't pulled or upgraded a champion yet. Uh outside of like the guaranteed ones at the beginning. So uh yeah. So so bad. So it was bad. <laughs> so I mean it was yeah, I got like one or two epics, I think. And no champions. Conveniently was, enough, yeah. I got a Yasuo. I got a Yasuo. Level twelve. My my chest was like level twelve or something. Like eleven or twelve. I didn't get it all the way to thirteen. I got to thirteen this week for the first time, and I I did get an upgrade Yasuo. And like the last thing before you get the gems. Um. Mm. So I was I was either that or is an Ezreal. No no no. Ezreal's my was my um, Piltover and Zon, uh, champion capsule. So I, I got a Yasuo. So it, it was pretty cool because I definitely Yasuo was just super cool. And we've already talked about him a lot. But he's he's super cool. How'd you how'd your chest do? How'd your uh, your weekly vault do? Uh, Silver? I'm with Ian. And I'm on the uh, never lucky baby rage part of it. Where <laughs> I, uh, I've gotten 13 every week and I have pulled zero champions. <laughs> I've uh... got the expedition token, which I've used each time. And those have been pretty great. But I have. Gotten some, I got epic wild cards two times, which has been really sweet. Uh, they're still sitting in there just because I've decided to make anything, but those are really, really nice. And I got a few epics, but it's mostly been commons and rares and shards. But I mean, it's not too bad. I'm really hoping that this week is my week. I'm also like you, we're on Tuesday, a morning before I went to work. I was like, I have to open this, and I opened it. And I was like, <laughs> all right, epics, you know what? That's all right. 
it's <laughs> I had some friends that didn't even get any epic, so I'm like, all right, all right. Wow, I'm too, I'm too brain dead in the morning to remember that I have a chest to open. And then at around like 10 or 11 a.m. when my brain finally wakes up and I'm at work, I go, dang it, I wanted to see what was in the chest. It's uh, happened. It's happened the last yeah. two weeks where like I want like I go to bed the night before like, oh, I'll check the chest before work. And then in the morning, it takes so much mental energy, literally just to roll out of bed, get a shower and get dressed, you know, <laughs> that, that like I don't fully wake up until 930. <laughs> and that's when I realize that I could have checked what was in there. Monday nights are almost like a mini Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should think I didn't think I was going to like this. Like, I genuinely did not believe that I was going to like the model of like building up chests throughout the week and like opening them on one day i was like i don't know that kind of seems lame like i liked being able to open up a pack of cards every every day or every other day in the other card games that i played um but i found tuesday morning to be quite rewarding it's been fun um i've really enjoyed it i've liked the model that they've used for kind of like we're not gonna you're not gonna earn a pack like every every day every other day instead or like you know two every three days whatever you're gonna like build up over the week and then we're just gonna give you a ton of stuff all on Tuesday morning. Um, you know, Mythgard did something similar where you'd collect gems, but this is better because, as Silverfuse can attest, because I hung out with her one time when both of us, it was happening to both of us. Sometimes the, the gems are a random percent chance and you have to get five of them. I've spent like, like I think you, I think you had like 22 games in a row or something on like a yeah, 10% like, chance that missed. Had like 18 on like a 10% chance. And these games yeah. were like five plus minutes a piece, which isn't too bad. But it was like, oh my gosh, please just give me a gym. I have one left, you know, because we need five. And I had one left and it was about to end for the day. So I was like, please just give me my last gym. <laughs> and it became really frustrating and made the game very chore like. And yeah. I don't really feel that chore-like need in Runeterra as much. Sometimes the expedition tokens kind of teeter on that for me. I yes. wish that my constructed wasn't so based around, like, thankfully for me, I do pretty well at the expedition, but I don't feel like that should determine what you get to do in constructed. I think that giving rewards is good and all, but when you limit them so much and you have to more or less, like, of course you can just surrender it, but early on, like in early expansions, with the way it's set up right now that is going to matter a lot how you do if you get seven wins if you get a champion capsule it's a huge difference than if you get a you know a random card and a little bit of dust that's a huge difference well every expedition gives you a guaranteed champion right yes but i'm saying that the dust difference so like one's a champion oh, 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 yes. capsule and 3500 dust i don't know what they'll do with the previous dust if there's going to be a cap on that or if it's going to become not something you can use in the future, they haven't really said. But, mm. I mean, they're probably going to have to do something if they want to keep the same, like, level playing ground that they've been talking about. You can't have people like me who will just save, you know, thousands, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 dust and just buy a bunch of cards. Because mm -hmm. that's something I will do, but I'm assuming they've thought of this, you know, Riot's pretty smart company that they're going to do something. I just don't know what, and I really hope that they announce it by the next patch. Uh, I want to know what's going on and what to expect for that. Like, in terms you know, of, like, how the economy of the game is going to work is what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, because right now, so they're going to be releasing it on mobile in the future when it has the full release. If I'm sitting here with all my regions done, have all the cards in the base set, 
and then someone from you know hasn't been able to play the game yet is playing and if we're playing casual then it's going to be a little bit weird but i'm guessing riot's matchmaking will be stronger than that where they're not going to face someone with like you know hundreds of hours on the game for someone who's brand new but i know that you could also be a new player and i mean you can't necessarily drop a lot of money on it can you but i think they need to do something where people that enter the game on a late start do not feel like they are so behind they cannot get back in because right now it, it's like that like i think not as much where we are right now but like in a couple months it's going to very much feel like that this is this is something that like i think every game struggles with you know every ccg struggles with and they try to handle it in different ways and um i think i kind of liked although they weren't very good and i would have <laughs> liked them to have been better i really liked when when elder scrolls legends introduced starter decks um i yeah. felt like starter decks represented a really good way to kind of focus your collection um as a way to so like you could probably get more actually tesla's was it was really efficient to start with the starter decks if i recall but um you know and like let's say like magic and i i know i blasted magic last week um and i stand by it uh, but and i stand by it um but i think that like the starter deck system kind of gives you a very cost effective you know way in and yeah you have a chance of getting better or more stuff with packs um, but being able to focus your collection is something I think that like is important for new players coming in saying, okay, now that I've played 20 games, I know what I like and, or I can go and look up what's the best and then buy a starter deck that would allow me to focus my collection heavily in that direction. Um, and of course we already sort of have that with the, I guess, what is it? The quest system or the um, rewards for faction rewards. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think that between those two things, that might be a really good way to, to solve that problem is just, I think starter decks in games are a really good way to, you know, you can spend your in-game currency or you can spend, or maybe heck eventually when they do a expansion, it, what would be really cool is if they, they went back and say, if you are a new player, you know, now that this expansion's come out and all the old players are working on that, we're going to give you a free starter deck. If you're just making an account, um, of you know and you can choose one of three or something like that they'll make a starter deck up with all only old cards not the new packs and then say okay here this will get you caught up you know because if their if their model is based on you know or trying to base their model on um you know cosmetics what you're they're, what they're going to need to do is catch those other players up so they don't leave because supposedly this is a free-to-play friendly game I'm just kind of looking ahead at the next expansion. Yeah, yeah. they're going to have to get in. They've said that the next expansion, they are going to release a new region, which does, but and also That's some cool. new champions for previous regions. So you'll get some new isn't, champions isn't, in previous um, regions and a new and a new region. Isn't uh, uh there's a piratey themed region? Yes. Uh, that's what I want. I just love pirates. Can I, I play more pirates? I want the swamp one because I want Tom Kench, the giant frogman card. What's what's that called? I think I've heard it before. Water, it's water something. Bilge yeah. Water? That's oh, it. Bilge I think water. that's it. Yeah, 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 Is yeah. that it? Is that a thing? Yeah, bilge water, I believe. Sure. Yeah, that's got like pirates and stuff in it, right? I believe so because like, yeah, I have a League of Legends skin of, of I don't know if it's like Pirate Misfortune or something, but yeah, it's something like that. And yeah, the Misfortune is a Katarina. pirate. Yeah. Yeah, Misfortune yeah, is a pirate and then um and then there's Gangplank. Gangplank and Pike. I've heard of that. Gangplank and Pike. Gangplank yep. is a pirate, Pike is a pirate. 
And then just give me all the pirates. Misfortune is a pirate. And then I just really want Tom Kench. I just want Tom Kench. He's a giant <laughs> frog swamp man cook. And I want Kindred. Oh, give me Kindred. He's like a spirit. He's like a spirit that is a fox and a lamb. Um, but he's like an archer. I want Kindred. I really want him. Um, a lot. Bring Kindred. Bring Kindred. Uh, these are not champions that I'm super aware of, except through like TFT and, and years ago playing League of Legends. But um, I really like. I'm just gonna keep saying Kindred. Um, like him. I like Kindred. Kindred. Um, what was that one again? One it was time? Kindred. I, for all. Oh, the, okay. Thank you. So that Riot knows that that's the one that I want. Um, yeah. And the other thing too is if you're willing to spend a few bucks in this game, right? Like I've already started doing the math of like, okay, let's say a new region comes out and they release four new champions. Um, how many weeks of purchasing champion wildcards from the store do I need? Um, or how much <laughs> or how much dust do I need to save up? Because when it comes out, I want to have enough wildcards to just craft the set if I want to. How much are... Um, whole new region. How much are champions and dust? 3,000 gems. Dust gems. I guess they're gems, aren't they? Shards. I think they're shards. They're shards, but they're, I'm going to say They're dust. just going to say dust. <laughs> Yeah, I'm we're all going to call it. I said dust and Tessel, like, you know. Yeah, we're all yeah, just going to say dust because that is. Who said, who said, who in Tessel said soul gems? I've got 7,000 yeah. soul gems. That's so much harder to say than dust. It's dust. Um. Th yeah, this is technically shards, but yes, it, I think it's about three, I think it's 3,000. It's 3,000. Shards to, okay. to build one. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, I, I have. I, I haven't been I haven't been crafting uh much. I've been playing because I didn't because I didn't have time to sit down and like play new stuff. Like I didn't have time to experiment. I just played the decks I'd already built and tweaked. Like so I've I've been playing three decks mostly and like just tweaking as I go between the three of them. Um but I haven't crafted anything new. So I've like accumulated like I don't know, I've got like seven thousand, eight thousand stuff here. Stuff uh, dust. Stuff stuff. Yeah. I just got a bunch 7, of stuff. Seven thousand league points. Oh jeez. Um, so real quickly, I would, because you could go back and listen to our first episode with silver, uh, silver fuse on, um, but, uh, then you'd have to listen to Tessel content. So instead, if you are a legends of Runeterra player, that's probably why you're listening to our show at this point. Um, silver fuse, could you tell us a little bit about just, you know, a quick, a brief thing and just like, how do you, how did you get into, uh, card games? And what are you doing in Legends of Runeterra? Well, it started in, when I was 16 and I was playing League of Legends a lot. That was really my first PC game. And then Hearthstone came out and that was being played by pretty much every League of Legends streamer. Like while it was in the closed beta. And then I, as soon as I went to open beta, I went and played it. And I played it for like two and a half or three years. And I mean like daily, I wouldn't really grind it very much. It was like something... I played when I was, like, tired of League of Legends for the day. I played a ton of League of Legends, way too much to really talk about. But <laughs> I would do that, and I had, like, a friend that would play it as well. So I would play that, and then finally I got sick of the meta, and I played Hearthstone free-to-play that entire time. And I was able to keep up with it because I played literally every day. And that... <laughs> I played Freeze Mage. I'm sure people now hate me that I say that. But oh, I, played, I love like, Freeze Mage. Mage. Yeah, Freeze Mage and Control Warrior. So very much control only for that, <laughs> which is kind of funny now. 
And then I disliked the meta where I believe it was like Rogue Quest Rogue. I hated that. And yeah, I that really makes didn't sense. Like Q block much just because it always felt like cube just was really high rolling and decided all the games and stuff um i probably could have built that deck if i really wanted to but i didn't want to do the mirror i just felt like i was seeing the same kit decks every single game and i'm pretty sure those are two different expansions but like that was when i was getting tired of it so i stopped playing and then a few months later i stumbled upon legends just in twitch section and it was yeah it had like a thousand issues or something at the time for you know, we all know that reason but <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll try this. And I, at first, honestly, didn't like the game very much. Um, it didn't really pull me in. And I played for like a month or two, and then I stopped. And I was like, eh, all right. And I didn't play any card games for about three months. And I also was super busy with school. And then I picked it up again in May and fell in love with it and played it every day for like five to six hours and streamed it after school <laughs> and during the summer. So that got me really hooked. And then, of course, we all know the fate of Legends. It is now, I'm going to call it, a very dead game. And playing League of Legends as much as I did, thousands and thousands of hours, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with playing my favorite League champions as cards. This sounds pretty cool. It's Riot. They're going to be very stable in what they make, and they're going to do a very polished and good job of it. So I was really excited for this game, and that's really what got me into it. And I've been enjoying the game a lot. I've I would say I generally have less complaints than most people. I didn't like the meta and stuff, but yeah, I've liked the game a lot. I think there's a lot of good design aspects of it, some that can be changed up too, but it's a beta, so I'm very open-minded to everything that's going on in the game because in a beta, that is the time where things are being tested and they're looking for feedback. This isn't them saying, this is our game, like it or you don't like it, this is how it is. This is the time to really get to try new things and see what's going on. Yeah, and they've been pretty open to that they've sort of, um, like, they're going to make a lot of adjustments, right? Like, in this beta, it's not just like, well, we're claiming it's a beta, but secretly this is just the full game. Um, this is, like, this is true. I mean, this is pretty true. Like, they're like, every every other week you're going to get something. We're going to change something, and, and once a month it's going to be something pretty significant is kind of the pattern that we've seen laid out. Now, we're gonna, whether or not Riot can stick to that or not, I don't know. I mean... This is obviously their first foray into um, into into card games, but um, hopefully, I mean, they, they do a really good job of adjusting um, champions and different things in uh, in their other games. So, so hopefully, they'll do a good job of that. And now, Silver, so you're you're a streamer and also um, a YouTuber. Yes, indeed. So, okay, and and covering what games are you covering right now, or or doing content for right now? Uh, it used to be Tassel, pretty much only Tassel, and now it is Runeterra, and I've been posting videos every other day on it, so a lot, and I've been really, really enjoying it. I love just making content. It is, I think I like making content sometimes more than playing the games themselves. I just find creating things that I like and to share with other people is a blast. I absolutely love it. Hmm. Awesome. We'll, we'll definitely tell you how to get connected with Silver by the end of end of the show. Um, but we do have two main subjects for tonight, and that is we're gonna look at in an, a deck that Silver gave to us, um, that I'm undefeated with, um, and love it. Even won this last game when I thought I was for sure gonna lose. Um, and we're also just gonna we're not gonna talk about a specific meta list 
but we just want to have a little bit of discussion around the meta in general because this as of this is the 12th so we're about six days out so i think it's like this is a wednesday next tuesday so a week from now um we're gonna get a new patch and that patch is gonna have some um, balance changes some adjustments to actual cards that we haven't um we haven't had that happen yet so we're we're gonna talk a little bit we talked last week a little bit some of the cards we thought we saw but we did not get silver's opinion on any of that um so you know just from your guys's perspective and ian we could start with you you know what are Mm. you seeing is strong right now out there that you're that you're coming up against or that you're seeing you know played on twitch or, or whatever have you um i think i should abstain from this i didn't feel like i got to play enough this week to really have an informed opinion it's a good thing Um, that i asked you to go first then yeah sorry (laughs) the thing is like the meta is still really young and so i i am positive that it has at least adapted a bit over the last week um and since i'm not as in tune with it this week as i was last week um, I just feel like I should not try to make any bold claims. So pass. Oh, no hot takes. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I still, I still have like issues with a couple. Like, I stand by most of the stuff I said last week about like I think Glimpse Beyond needs to be, you know, uh, slow. I think like elusive. I I don't love elusives overall, just as a non-interactive mechanic. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't, I don't like. There's a lot I don't like in magic, but I really don't like flying. I, I thought I said the same thing in magic. I said, flying is dumb. You either have it or you don't. And some factions just don't have it. Um, and that's dumb to punish like that. And, and I just think removal is at such a premium right now. It can be hard to like say, well, then just run more kill. Well, kill is inefficient and slow and there's not much of it. So I just think elusives are just not super fun. But besides that, I mean, I, I mean, even with elusives, even when I play elusives, I don't not have fun. I still have fun. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I really don't have many hot takes that I didn't express last week. Sure, sure, sure. So, Silver, have you seen the the meta evolving over the last week? We did talk sort of like last week. It was it was still pretty elusive heavy. And and then we've seen a, a couple of shifts in the meta since then. We were seeing the rise of that last week but it really came into focus probably in the last week or so so you probably had the, the most time to play out of the three of us what is your experience been on the ladder um mine would still be that the game is ever changing but we are seeing the same decks generally it's funny because i was generally seeing shadow isles most days yesterday i was seeing a lot of demacia ionia elusive but to me like those are two of the top dogs like they are there and they are very very strong and then I see some other cards or kind of decks kind of like peeking every once in a while, but to me, like Shadow Isles is just super overtuned. And I think I agree with Ian to an extent on the elusives. I don't mind them existing, but the way that they exist and in a core set, I think is a bit problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we said that we thought that they were going to see some adjustments. So the the thing that I've seen sort of developing was elusives 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 like oh my gosh everyone's playing elusives they're super powerful then it was like well you can play an elusive-esque ability if you play creatures with fearsome and then you can also play all the ridiculously strong shadow isles cards yeah i don't have issues with fearsome at all though that's the thing so because you can interact with it because everyone every every faction 
has creatures of three power or more. Gotcha. Not every faction has elusive. You know what I mean? Yes. So the rise with the Shadow Isles faction in the meta has mainly been because I I personally think has mainly been because of one really specific card, and I'm I'm looking for it right now. It's it's a four mana. Here it is, four mana, four three called Wraith Color. Um, with fearsome, and if you get Allegiance, which is the top card of your deck, is Shadow Isles because this is Shadow Isles. Um, you summon a Mist Wraith, which is a two mana two two with fearsome. And when it's summoned, it gives all other mist rates everywhere plus one plus zero. So you're running three mist rates, three wraith colors, and you're just buffing your deck of mist rates. Um, I've played around with this a lot. It's, in my opinion, been pretty, pretty strong. Pretty, pretty strong. Is when you said you've been running into Shadow Isles, is this the deck you've been running into silver? Is this mist oh, rates? Oh, yeah, deck? of course. The card is extremely strong. I mean, even without an upgraded mist rate. That is a 6-5 stat line for 4 mana. In a game where blockers choose to, having in the two separate cards is arguably better because they're harder to block and they both have fearsome. And then on top of that, there's like this like scaling option to it too. It's nuts. Yes. And if you're like me, you will play a deck with 38 Shadow Owl cards in it and 2 Ionia cards in it, and you will miss... Uh, on the allegiance 50 percent of the time somehow <laughs> statistically absolutely impossible but yes i cannot i i have played a lot of this deck in the last week and i cannot tell you literally almost half of the time i've missed on on wraith caller and, and i'm playing decks with almost wow. nothing but shadow owls in them it's unbelievable how many times it's happened to me is this the time I get a one-up on you on <laughs> the bad RNG? Yes! On my stream. So I was like, you know what? Um, I want to play Get Excited. Mine is a two-up instead of, like, Deny or something. Because I feel like the deck needed Reach. And I found out later that people had been using Mystic Shot. And people were like, why don't you use that instead? And to me, like, Get Excited seemed pretty good. Because I haven't had too much of an issue with cards because of Glimpse. And Get Excited 3 versus 2 is a huge difference. It kills so many more cards than the 2-cost one does, and it can still go face, the more important thing. But I had two of those. In three of five games, I missed my turn for Miss Wraith Caller. One of them, oh, I had wow. 31 cards left and two. One of them, I had 30 cards left, and I only had one Get Excited left in the deck. I had already drawn one. <laughs> and then the other one, I had 27 left in the deck. That's right, so, saying, like, you're being like, punished. Three or four. And I was like, because I was running mono before, and because I had seen, like, a few bigger streamers running it, and I was like, you know what, that, I mean, I have to think it back to Legends, where you would almost never run mono, because it just didn't make sense. It was better to add, like, Crusader's Assault. Uh, well, that's not, that still works either way. But there's just so many good cards from other uh, regions to be able to splash in. And so I felt that way too with this. But then I was like, you know what? SI is so overtuned. It's so good. Like, I don't have to have Deny in the deck. It's good. But I kind of like this 100% Wraith color. So I don't have to worry about the RNG. And I feel like, and like I said, a few people made fun of me for it. Because they were like, you know, you don't need 100%. I'm like, yeah, I understand. But, you know, this feels really good. And then I take it out, put two in. And it's just like the bad luck. It was just like, all right. Time to punish. Yeah, you're like, but... no, you don't understand. I really do need 100%. <laughs> I, I I, really, 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 really do. I definitely. Yeah. yeah. I still stand by that splashing is going to be better. Like, 
every time. Even with the allegiance of strong is wraith color, the percentage of missing is so incredibly low. And the fact that, like, if you do have deny, it's going to get you value so much more often. So it makes sense to splash in another region. Yeah, deny is a controversial card. That's yeah. like a that's a that's a controversial. I mean, I I I don't know, Silver. I was tuned in last night to your stream. You were not having a great time with deny last night. I was not having a great time against it. I don't think the card is unbalanced. I will say that. It's probably a bit of a hot take. I don't think there's anything wrong with the balance of the card. However, I don't think it's a healthy game design. And it's not because I'm being told no. People are like, well, you just have to accept that you're going to be told no sometimes. Like, that's not the reason. The reason is when people talk about countering this card, they say either run deny yourself or just play creatures. If you have to make a deck that is just playing creatures and burst spells because deny exists, that is not healthy. That's not healthy at all. So that's my beef with it. I don't think the card is unbalanced. Um, if they moved it up to four or five, or probably four, I wouldn't be upset, though. I wouldn't be like, oh, no, how could they ruin my deny? It's like, uh, I mean, the card exists think... and I'll deal with it. Well, we we talked about this last week. Um and we kind of sided very similarly to you in that uh, we kind of felt that it needs to exist um, to kind of put a tamper on some of the ridiculously high-powered, you know, cards like, was it the Judgment one? Uh, things like that. Um, but we also... Heroin. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you need to be able to counter those things. I kind of said I felt that... Um, the what is it um i'm trying to think of the the card um it doesn't matter uh, I, I i did kind of feel like the thing with deny is that while it's not fun uh it needs to exist but like you don't want it to be on that ridiculous auto include it needs to mess up your tempo just a little bit more which and so we kind of landed on four mana might be a good way to go about it so that it's played as it's intended which is a oh crap i'm holding this card to be that f you to your ridiculously high impact thing and then as the opponent saying okay i've got this high impact thing i need to make sure they don't have the mana to deny it and so if they don't if it, it kind of adds a little bit extra layers of play if if you look at it and say my opponent has you know has to have four mana for deny as opposed to if my opponent has three mana for deny it kind of gives you a little bit more interplay there where you're kind of you know, watching their mana. Because I won a game uh, in Expedition the other day where I, I saw a deny out of my opponent. I had this big high-value play, and I was like, they could have deny. And I have to get off, I think it was Reckoning. I have to get Reckoning off, or I lose the game. I need to force an attack and hope that they play some, uh, because I had a big board, but I knew they were going to snowball at me next turn because I had one big Darius, I think is what it was, and I had this big breakthrough opportunity. I was like, I'm going to force them to defend and try to play some tricks, and if they do, then they won't have the mana to, to deny my Reckoning, which is what I really actually need to play. And I felt like that train of thought was really interesting, and it's one that's encouraged if the mana cost on deny goes up just a touch. Um, but I mean, it... I don't have an issue saying deny most or saying no because I play Crane in in uh, Legend of the Five Rings and Crane is the the no the saying no it's it's blue and magic you know it, it oh. likes to say no uh, I, I'm a I'm a control player it's funny I've played aggro and mid range almost exclusively in combo 
in Tessel, but in in games where I play, where I've ever I've played at a really high level, always control, hmm. <laughs> which is just weird. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So the other deck that showed up in the meta um, for meta talk is this uh, Heimerdinger, <laughs> this Heimerdinger deck that's kind of like um, a bit of a control deck. It, it made a it made a bit of a splash this past week. I will admit, though, I feel like the splash has, has maybe faded a bit. Is that, I don't know, where are you at on the on the ranked ladder right now, Silver? Huh, I'm really not that high. I haven't been able to grind much. I'm at, like, Silver 1 or something right now. Well, you're, you're a little bit higher than me. Yeah, it's like my first day of grinding. I'm very confident I can go higher than that. <laughs> very, very confident. But it is it's a time-consuming game. Um, a bit more than I expected as far as the game times go. Especially if you're playing some of these controlling decks that go back and forth a lot, um, you got to click the pass button a lot. But have you seen much of the the Heimerdinger control decks that were coming out? Because we had, we had that and we had the Ash control deck. I think it was called like Ash Swarm. Both of those decks have have sort of emerged as the meta has, I guess, maybe been discovered. It was kind of like nobody crafted Heimerdinger at all in the first week or two. And then someone was like, you know what, let's let's try this guy out. And then like, oh, shoot, you can actually play control in this game. Oh, dang. I didn't realize you could play something other than Hecarim and Shadow Isles or Elusives. Um, it was like people finally discovered that control exists in this game. And, and so I don't know. Have, have you had much experience playing against that deck? Uh, either you guys are silver. Um, not yet. I'm on two Heimers right now. I know I saw a few people that I respect pretty big on it. So I think it's still a thing. Um, I think it's going to be pretty good overall. I personally think that maybe cards like Progress Day and stuff are just going to become too slow in the future. I think the game design is going to go favor more like Hecarim-esque deaths, deaths, <laughs> decks. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that for now, like, cause eight, but three and eight are like the bigger payoff cards in the Heimer because three gives you the three one elusive and eight gives you an eight eight for cheap. So that makes sense in that way, but I also don't see, I think it's pretty all right right now, but I don't see it being long lasting necessarily. Um, I think in general, the design will go toward faster games because the games are already pretty slow and the game is definitely designed to be a mobile game based on the way the client is and such. So they're going to want faster games and that means they're going to favor the more aggro and mid-range styles over the more control styles most likely mm. so heimerdinger works in such a way that when you hold up so when you play a spell it gives you yes. a, a guy based off of the exact cost of that spell yeah so if you play like oh it's if you go hover over heimer and you look you can see what each one looks like so example the three is a three one elusive Four is a four one fearsome, and they're all with one health, with exception of the T hex, which is an eight cost eight eight. And it's a dinosaur with cannons for arms. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yes, he's a he's a very. I mean, I think this this hero was done very well. I think it's very cool. And I think I like the way that you have to deck build, decide what cost spells you want in order for what text you want to create. So 
a lot of people have been playing the three ones because they want the elusive. The elusive is very powerful. A three one elusive is hard to deal with. I mean, of course, there's like file piece and such, but it can block other elusive creatures and that helps the control style of it quite a bit. Oh, wow. I didn't know all of this. I didn't... You're like, I need to make Heimer now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's so many options. T Hex? I didn't know this. I thought they were just getting things at random. I was so confused. I at first I thought You're you like, how always did the high roll be so good. <laughs> yeah, at first I thought you always got a three one with elusive, and then and then the second time I played against it, they had a four one with fearsome, and I was like, "How'd you get that? How did you?" And then <laughs> and then and then How'd and then you get that? I was like, "Where did that come from? How'd you get that?" And then they got a five one with quick attack, and I was like, "Where did where did it come from? How did you get that? I don't understand." I thought it was always at random. And then like half the time they would always get the three one with the elusive. And I was like, how are you ensuring that you get that when it's random? I didn't know it wasn't random. You, you make discoveries every day. You learn new things <laughs> yeah. all the time. And that's why his upgrade him. is so strong too, is that it grants a plus one one and costs zero this round. So you can make a zero cost eight, eight, for example. Wow. What What's crazy is like, how much I still haven't played, you know, and it's kind of fun. Or nine cool. nine, I should say. Yeah, or how much it hasn't. It's like how much it, even it hasn't been discovered yet in the game. Well, someone probably has, sure. but yeah, the larger community. Yeah, I'm sure there's other things that haven't been discovered yet. I yeah. don't. I don't know. I mean, it's been a bit of time still, but it feels like people are still testing things out. I feel like there's. You know, not much is optimized and stuff. Um, of course, people are getting closer and closer, but I feel like there is a lot to be discovered still. Yeah, and I, I really felt like this game with the size of set that we had, like I thought it was going to be solved within like four or five days. Like I thought four I or five days, it was just going to be solved. Stone. Yeah. Yes, I, I thought think that's that what it was going to be like. The complexity, like I, I, I don't think this game is like like uber complex but there's layers and there's also i think they did a really good job i mean one could argue maybe like aggro is with these spiders and stuff i don't even know if it's really aggro tokens but yeah, like yeah, yeah. i think that i think largely this is a what's fascinating is how well balanced it is considering like considering base set and there's all these different combos and i don't know i just it just i've been impressed while some things might be stronger than others i do feel like there is you know off meta potential to win you know and and i that's really all i care about at this point is i i'm i'm not going to chase the meta yet i'm just enjoying playing whatever goofy thing comes into my head and i feel like i have a shot you know Yes. And I can't always say the same, well, especially for Hearthstone, but heck, even for Tessel. And like, I was pretty experienced and good at Tessel. I'm not even that good at this game yet, you know? Like, yeah, uh, four goofy decks last night, or at least not optimized for videos. And yeah, I won with all of them. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I see you, balance team. I see you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I think, uh, yeah, I do think that it is actually understated. Like, this game was done very thoughtfully, I feel like, a lot yeah. more than people give it credit for. Of course, there are some issues because, you know, there's like Shadow Isles and Elusives and stuff kind of overshadowing the great work that has really gone into these heroes. The way that flavor meets a lot of them is done very, very elegantly, I feel like. 
and yeah i'm very happy with it i think it does a great job of diving into the lore too and being lore friendly as far as i know i know very little about the lore my only beef is i wish Cinna was a champion <laughs> i do not like how she's a follower but that's weird do, right that's weird yeah i mean it makes sense because this came out before cinnabar's well it came out in the preview before she was released as a hero in league of legends that may or may not have something to do with it Charmer did mention something that I liked that he said that this leaves the ability for champions to become followers in the future. And I do like that because I don't think, you know, I think it becomes very limiting if every champion in League of Legends has to be a champion card in the game. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of also having powerful followers. For example, like Senna is a pretty powerful follower from Turtle Solution. So I like that idea, and it also means that we don't have to see, I guess, champions, like, swarming the game. Because, like, they could definitely print very powerful followers where you don't need a champion in the deck. Some decks are already kind of doing that. Yeah, there so are a I couple like of decks that are doing that. Yeah, that League one. of Legends that I could still play, you know, maybe Ari isn't a champion for some reason. But I could still play her as a follower that does something cool and not have to worry about it taking up space. And it's also cool too then i can add more champions in a deck if i want even if they're not listed maybe they're an epic card instead and that's kind of fun too because i do love the league of legends characters in general and so seeing them work together in cards is kind of a blast for me so i think there's a positive with that too i just hope that as soon as the only one that's not a champion though i will be a bit mad <laughs> a I, little bit salty can i ask you a question here silver uh i sure I'm interested in your thoughts on Fiora. Um, my my interactions with Fiora so far have not been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, I haven't. I don't hate it yet, but I don't. <laughs> I don't like alternate win conditions, especially early in the game, and especially ones that are f- seemingly easy to pull off. Like, I feel like I've been maybe disproportionately beaten by Fiora. Um, But it tends to turn into a, okay, do I have the removal or do I not have the removal? And there's no other way to play against it. And I, it's been, it's been a frustrating thing. And and there was one game that looking back now, I was like, okay, I think I could have made this line and possibly pulled out a win. But the ability to basically just kind of, I, I just don't like how it ignores the life total of the opponent, which we're still getting used to. Like, I don't know. It I, I haven't I haven't loved it. I haven't I haven't loved running into Fiora decks. It's always kind of this like frustrating thing. It's like, okay, well now I'm not playing Legends of Runeterra anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um I guess two things with it. The first thing is I think they did a really good job with what they did with her as far as design goes and the fact that she fits her champion in league pretty well overall because she does have what everyone has called like the Fiora mini game where you're attacking different corners of your opponent's body in order to get like a critical strike on them or whatever I do like that part however I do agree with you that I do not like this being in the game so early it's something that I'd like to see like on a one-year rotation or something and especially mm-hmm. when it is as strong as it is in Expeditions and everyone has to more or less oh, play God. Expedition right now. And I think that is a bit of an issue. Like to me, this is going to be, I don't even know if you can call it a hot take or not, 
But I'm going to say that in a few years, at least minimum, I mean, maybe it might even be one or two, but I think, I don't think it'll be one. I think two, maybe three, that Fiora will be like Hall of Famed out of Expeditions because as the more cards that help her are printed, it's going to become an issue because it is a win the game yeah. thing. And it's at some point, it's going to become so good that it's going to be uninteractive. I don't think that's as much of a problem right now. Um, personally, I haven't lost to the card very often. I've played it a few times and won with it a few times, but I do feel like all too often it's not even just do you have the removal, but do you have the combat trick? Because yeah. it is also that as well. So it kind of feels like I'm having to decide. It I don't have to decide, I guess, is more the issue. Because it's do I have it in my hand or do I don't? There's never the decision. Well, it's almost, oh, it's almost do I like stop it. It's always I do it every time, and that's kind of the issue with deny at three is you do it yeah. every time pretty much because there's no drawback and you're kind of forced into that position. Well, I I mean I think that what well, like I got I, I want to reiterate I don't I've beaten it probably more than I've lost to it, but losing to it has been frustrating because I've ever well even just playing against even when I beat it I don't have fun. Because I don't feel like I'm playing the same game anymore. Well, if that you're makes playing sense. Kill the Fiora game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which uh -huh. which isn't as interesting to me, you know. And and um and I, I will say I I don't love the two mana. I don't even like it outside of um, you know Fiora. But the two mana, I, my thing that's on my bench duels your thing that's on the bench or, or you know whatever. That you know, being able to. Well, I just, I don't know. It, it annoys me a little bit because I feel like it breaks what we know about the game and I'm not quite ready for cards like that, that. That kind of, I mean, to an extent, you have these things where like, okay, we have this understanding of how the game is meant to be played and there are things that break those things. Deny. And I can't remember the name of this stupid Demacia card, this two two cost dueling. Single thing, combat. You know? Single but combat. like, yeah. I don't, I just don't feel like the game was ready yet for Fiora and it, and just, I don't know. It, it, it irritates me every time it comes up. And I think you're right. Like expedition. I I've lost every time I've run into a Fiora, I've lost an expedition and I haven't played that much expedition to be fair. Um, but it, it's one of those things that you just like, Oh, just this, this crap. I have like, you see it as soon as it comes up on the dang screen, you know, like, Oh no, I have to deal with this again. Um, and, and I don't, I don't even feel that way. Like when I run into like elusives, like I'll see like, okay, it's elusives. Okay. It's spiders. I don't get that same feeling and I can't exactly kind of express the difference. Fiora, I, mean, I think Fiora, it's strong. Fiora does give you a different feeling because as soon as you go into the game, you're like, oh, I, you, you have a mental shift from, I'm no longer worried about my health. Right. Like I, yeah. my, my deck has to play inherently completely differently because I'm no longer worried about my health because my opponent isn't trying to kill me by taking down my health um well you know and yeah it's also something where like the game can um you could almost say that the game against fiora is won and lost in deck building you know what i mean yeah the if you have answers that can interact with her or not and like every faction should have something that can do that i, I think they do i mean um what is it called the uh, um, challenger will do it if you can make sure you win sure, the some removal combat will. if they don't slap a barrier on her. And, and, and so, like, you know, I, was it Culling Strike, I think, uh, that kills a three or lower in Noxus? I, I'm waiting for that card to see maybe a touch more play. I, I think it's good. 
Um, well, I was watching. I was watching Swimstream the other day, and I, I he had he had the same exact thought. He came up against the Fiora deck, and he said, "Well, we ought to lose against this." He said, "We we literally cannot, almost can never ever beat this deck because in our we do not have the tools in our deck yeah. to actually stop Fiora, right?" So my mm. my take on Fiora is I don't mind her actually really at all. I think she's a cool card. I think she's designed cool. I would love to see her in the game. And um, I don't mind her being in the base set if we are going to see things in a future rotation shift out of the base set. Um, but if this base set is here to stay and is never going to go away like we have seen in some other digital card games, I think then she becomes a bigger problem for me because I don't want to always have her part of the game. Like I don't, I don't want her to, I don't want her to always be in the game. She's perfect if she's going to rotate out and she's a, a, she's here for a season and she'll be gone one day. Um, I don't have a problem with at this point with any of the other champions. And I really have, I don't know that I've really ever lost to a Fiora deck because I, I play a lot of decks that have straight up removal in them that, that goes past barriers. So I don't care. Mm. Um, but uh, so I, I don't really mind playing against her, but I can see that where if she was going to get rotated out, that'd be one thing. If this is like an evergreen set where this, this core set of cards is never going to rotate out. We're always going to see these, you know, five or six factions and the champions that are in them, these six factions and the champions that are in them stick around. Um, I would have some concern around that. If Does that make yeah, sense? Mean, well, I, I don't think she, I mean, I, to be clear, I, in case it came across this way, I don't think she's broken or anything. You know, I, like I said, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I've won more against a Fiora deck than I've lost against it, you know, and, expedition aside even in constructed i've lost once or twice um and one of the times i looked back now a couple weeks later and i'm like or a week later and i'm like you know i i think i can see how i could have taken a different approach to that and tried to you know improve my win and that comes with experience that comes with the knowledge of what an opponent's playing you know i think that's pretty relevant mm -hmm. it's just the emotional reaction every time i see it it's just i mean it, it just comes right down to it just being a i don't i don't enjoy that fiora minigame as, as silver put it you know i think it's i just it's it's not fun different kind of pressure that you now have on the game yes yeah it, it, it's a different and it's a different expectation than i sat down you know kind of on board with playing you know I, it's an expectation thing i think you know i'm ready to play for the board i'm ready to you know you know, my life totals, like I, I, you know, um, it's an expectation. I didn't, I didn't, I don't feel like I signed up to play against a Fiora deck, if that makes sense. And I know it's not, I'm not entitled to choose what my opponent plays. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's dumb. It, I just, I can't quite put into words, but that's, that's just like a, it bums me out every time I see a Fiora. Cause I'm like, it's, I, that's the other thing too. It feels like bad data, you know, for deck testing too. Because no other, no other deck really plays like that. Mm -hmm. No other deck doesn't care about life total. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, oh gosh, I get, I'm getting bad data. I'm not having fun, even if I win. Yeah, don't like it. And that's the thing too. I killed, I killed an opponent's Fiora on turn three, and they conceded. Mm. And I was like, well, this is stupid. That you know, like bad deck building. <laughs> Only had one in there. I guess I'm done now. Well, I I mean they just were got they just got mad that I just had the removal and they were like, oh crap. Well, I guess you know whatever. 
and I, I'm like, you know, okay. Uh, and I mean, another, there was another game I actually reckoning a Fiora and the Shin that was next to it, and that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and I was like, this is amazing. And then they conceded immediately too. But I just don't love that dynamic. I guess yeah. that's all. Sure. It's very polarizing. Yeah, I prefer in games less polarizing the better because I feel like when I get into a game, I want to be able to say that I have a chance to win this. And yeah, I would like to blame my misplays rather than, oh, this deck is just a deck that my deck does really, really terribly against, you know, a 3070 or something like that doesn't feel very good. I would like closer to 6040 at worst. Yeah. If, yeah. If I lose because my opponent played great, or if I played bad, or heck, if my opponent had a great top deck, you know, that feels a lot better than, well, I see what my opponent's playing and I can do almost nothing about it. And like Tesla went through some of those phases too, you know, um, went through a couple of those phases, but uh, that's all, Every part and, you know, and, and whatever. It doesn't stop me from playing the game, clearly. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I still log on and play. It's just one of those things that I just tend to like throw out the those games where i'm like well if i was testing i just i guess i just kind of shrug and kind of coast through the game way less interested than if i was playing against literally anything else and i'm done complaining about it now new topic well the new topic the new topic is a deck that we want to take a look at yeah it worked great um is a new topic is a deck that we want to uh well we were told we were called out i don't know if called out is the right word we got a good we got a, We got some feedback this week on iTunes. Oh. We actually got a lot of feedback. So we got like multiple five-star reviews this week, which is awesome. So thank you so much. Uh, multiple five-star reviews. We also got a, a handful of new people in the Discord, which is incredible. So some new legends of Runeterra lovers. And guys, we just reorganized our Discord because we we changed our Discord because of the fact that we were we didn't know what we were going to cover next. We had a bunch of card games. We've now reordered it again. So Legends of Runeterra is sort of at the top of the poll. So if you're looking for a good community to talk about LOR with, um, come and join our Discord. We also got a two-star review um, uh, that told us <laughs> that we we were whining too much and it showed a lack of skill, um, which is probably true because I didn't. I never promised to be good at this game. I just promised to want to talk about it over a microphone. Um, oh, so man. was that was that XX Darkblade four twenty XX was that that must have been him? Is that is that a? Uh, I must be. Did it's I a, miss? It's it? a it's it's a whiny gamer joke. Oh okay. Uh, I don't know who it was. I <laughs> all, all the, <laughs> never mind. I shouldn't have to explain it. It's I don't, funny. Moving I don't, on. I, yeah, I don't understand. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, but but told us that we we do too much complaining. It's just lack of skill. So, um, yes, oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so bad at card games. That, All of my tournament performances are stand for nothing. I'm bad at gaming. I, I have no tournament performance. I might actually legitimately be bad. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's why that's why we bring that's why we bring guests on the show. That's why I bring. Silver I'll, I'll, here. Although I do think that our conversation last week with get about get excited with the bell. We may have not understood anything that was happening. I've played I, get excited since then. Have no, have no idea what we were talking about. I, I don't understand. I, I believe that he had something that I was supposed to understand, and I didn't understand it. I re-listened to it. I still have no idea what we were talking about. But um, I re-listened to every episode we do, and I may or may not have skipped that part uh, <laughs> because I was like, like, I'm not gonna understand it. I just skipped it. Still have no clue what was going on. 
Um, but uh, Silver, you sent us over a deck that you've been playing. I started playing it. It is my new favorite deck in the game by a pretty big margin right now. Um, it has made me fall in love with Ezreal. Um, do you want to talk? take us through this Ezreal? It's a Freljord and um, a PNZ uh, burn deck. You want to take us through this deck and what it's all about? I learned that in class. Yeah, sure. Um, just to say, this is not a deck that I built. This is, I don't know who actually is credited with the original build, but just so people know that I'm not trying to claim this deck as mine. But this is Ezreal. There's also an Ezreal Heimer list of it too. So maybe now that you know how Heimer works now, it might be something you want to try if you have them. I but might. how it works is you have a bunch of delay and cycle tools. So you have things such as your Brittle Steel and your Flash Freeze and Harsh Winds. And then you also have things like Rummage and Progress Day. Progress Day being extremely important. You pretty much use this card every time. But Ezreal, what you do with him is he levels up by targeting enemy units eight times. And units is only their creatures. Their nexus does not count. But once that happens, he becomes a 2-4 and creates a Fleeting Mystic Shot when you attack, but also does 2 damage to face whenever you play a spell. So what you do essentially is you're delaying, 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 getting your Ezra leveled up, and when he gets leveled up, you use things such as Mushrooms created by your uh, Chump Lump, and because that is a spell, you can play Mushrooms and it's a burst spell too, so... They can't do anything if you just play a bunch of mushrooms and you start doing two damage to Nexus, two damage to Nexus, two damage to Nexus. And then you'll throw in some things like a Mystic Shot to Nexus. You have um, Static Shock is another common one that is used. So get excited. It is the burn part. Yeah, get excited is another one. Usually it's not a one turn like true OTK. It does happen occasionally, but usually it's over two turns. But usually you're kind of holding on to Ezreal. Sometimes you'll play him in some cases, but generally you're holding on to him, leveling up, playing him, and then playing a bunch of mushrooms at your opponent, you know, throwing in a mystic shot, get excited, and hoping that your opponent isn't countering them. <laughs> but yeah, it is a, a lot of fun. And I think a lot of the people from Tussle, there's, I have two friends from Tussle that have loved that deck as well. I think there's just something about it that kind of scratches the Tesla itch of playing like Burn Assassin and a few other decks where you're having to decide when you use a combo piece and when you don't defensively. So I've always loved that of like, do I Mystic Shot here or do I not? Like, I feel like I'm always making a ton of decisions over every single turn. Do I take this damage? Do I use the spell? Do I need it for my OTK? There's a quite a bit of math involved if, you know, some you know sometimes it's just fun just to go at it anyway and hope that you're <laughs> that there's enough but i love these type of decks and i've really really enjoyed this yeah this has been this feels like almost i mean i still feel like i'm playing runeterra because of leveling up because of the champions um because of how it works but this this has felt completely different than any other deck that i've played the decisions that i make with this deck because i played mostly shadow isles i played a lot of hecarim I've played a lot of Zed. Um, I've played uh, a lot of Spiders. And so um, uh, this this deck feels so different than any of the decks that I've played. Um, and it has been, it's fun. It is so much fun to play Ezreal and like throw all the spells and just bombard your opponent's face um, with two damage each. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I have really, and I thought Ezreal was going to be garbage because of how long he takes to level up and because they nerfed him because originally 
when he when he leveled up or whenever he attacked, he got a he got a mystic shot in hand um for his nexus strike, but that mystic shot would cost zero, um, which was very, very powerful. And they got rid of that. So mystic shot that he generates now costs two instead of costing zero. But this deck is a lot of fun. Um, and so I have the exact list that you sent me. I don't know if you've updated or not. Um, but harsh winds, static shock, really important cards. Um, and it's kind of cool that you're playing all of these um, mushrooms without actually trying to defeat your opponent with mushrooms. You just like yeah. you just tossing them in their deck because it's the cheapest way to throw two damage to face with a burst spell. Yeah, I've always appreciated cards that are used for different reasons than what you would originally think they're used for. When you see mushrooms, you think Teemo. You don't think a burn card for extra damage. Like it's, I I love cards like that when they're used that way. In some ways, I actually really appreciate Frenzied Skitter in the SI decks because it's not so much for the spiders themselves, but more for the fact that you make your opponents minus one attack and then it's harder to block fearsomes. So mm -hmm. I like how cards are used in creative ways. That's uh, for people that did play Tessel. I won't mention it too quickly, but. Uh, Doomcrag Warrior was the deck that did that. It used all these cards that generally were just never played, and they used them for a completely different reason. Where I like that with any card, really, in a game, as long as it's not, like, completely broken. But to me, this deck is pretty fair. It takes a while to ramp up. You know, doing targeting a enemy unit eight times takes a bit. This isn't something that's happening on turn three or four, which would just make the game really unfun. But this takes a while. Like, you're playing a longer game to get this combo and the payoff combo for it feels very fair and it's also interruptible too unless you just have all shrooms and you've chipped away at your opponent but for the most part it's uh you know there is a way to kill Ezreal most of the time yeah your opponent can generally react to it um but one of the things that I found that feels very much like a, a some of the combo decks I played in other games is that you really do use your health as a resource um like there's been games where I, like i could have done something but i was like mm, no i'm gonna hold off until i've taken a little bit more damage and i'm gonna cycle a little bit more right now and i've yeah. gotten down uh, many of the games that i've won i think i've won four or five games now um on several of the ones that i've won i've won it like one two or three life because i just let them whittle me down i did the math and then i was like okay you whittled me down i'm gonna start frostbiting i'm gonna start harsh winning i'm gonna start static shocking I'm going to start using get excited. I'm going to start pinging away your stuff. And then you, you got me really close, but I just ran you out of resources and then just burnt you down with Ezreal um, in the end and, uh, and have really enjoyed that sort of like cycle, use your health as a resource and then burst at the end. It is a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun. And I'll go ahead and try to take and put um, a code for the deck in the show notes so that if if someone wants to check it out um they can they can check it out because it's it's good um silver from your experience kind of like where does this deck land in the meta what does it line up against well and and what does it not line up against well i'd probably give it high b low a um pretty hard to say in such a meta that's pretty changing overall to me, you have like these S tier decks of like the Ionia Elusives and the Shadow Isles Fearsome. And overall, this deck can have, it can, you know, put up its fist and fight pretty well against most decks. That's something I like about it. 
does very well against the control, like Ashless, for example, because Ash is more, you know, anti-creature based and it's a bit slower. So you're able to burn them down. You're able to play your progress day without too much fight back from it. But the Fearsomes and the Ionia, it can have a harder time against the Elusives and Fearsomes. But with it's equipped with the Freezes, which are the most important aspect. And then you have things such as the Marksman is a pretty key tool at times against Elusive. Uh, it's a great way to kill the Greenglade duo. And then also the Archer 2 is a huge card. Being able to Frostbite something for 2, yeah, for 2 is just pretty gross to me. You can Frostbite anything for a 2 mana 3-1. It trades very well into things as well. It's a great Locks Fearsomes. Yeah, so it's it does pretty well, I would say, against everything for the most part. Like, not saying it's an outstanding deck and you're going to win everything, but it can hold its ground. I feel like I have a chance in every matchup that I play. There's, like, no matchup where you're just like, oh, no. The only time where I could say you'd be really, oh, no, is if you are playing against an opponent that more or less just doesn't run uh, creatures and that they're very spell-based, like, almost all spell-based, because you need to target eight times. So that would be the only time, and that's, I've seen like one deck like that so far, but if that were to become more common, that would give this deck a huge issue. And also too, like I said, I think there are upgrades to the list that I gave you. Um, I haven't used them myself. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but I know Entreat, which is, you know, pull the two. It, two costs, pull a champion is used, but to me, Ezreal's not something you usually want to draw too early because you're focused on leveling them up, not having them sit in your hand. And then also two people put Heimer in it just as an alternate win condition, which makes a lot of sense too, but I haven't tried it yet. But okay. I think overall the deck has um, some favorable matchups, some un unfavorable, just like anything, but it's not a super polarizing list. And that's what I really like about it, where it's like, all right, it's, I'm not afraid to see any deck on the other side where I'm like, oh no, I'm going to lose against this, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it it's been it's been a lot of fun to play. Um, DBN, have you had an opportunity to to look over this or play it at all yet? Uh, well, I've looked at it plenty, um, and I just crafted the whole thing. Oh, so, nice, nice, good. Yep. Now I'm gonna be playing it a lot. This yeah. looks right up my alley. Oh, it's so much fun! It is so much fun. This yeah, this looks like a blast. Uh, and I I just I had the I like I told you I had all those all that dust. I had some extra uh, wild cards and stuff. So and I hadn't used them. So no better time than the present. Uh, I'll report back next week with how it goes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, looks like one, a lot of fun. It took me a bit, but like my friends were like, you have to make Ezreal because I was the only card I was supposed to be like, you have to make Ezreal. I was like, Ugh, nine thousand dust. I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm such a hoarder. Like, I was like, I'm going to have, like, 40,000 dust by the time of next expansion, maybe more. And, <laughs> and they were like, no, you have to try it. And um, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. So yeah, no, I'm excited to try it. So I'll, I'll give you a heads up. Um, This is only week three. You're still probably going to have 40,000 dust at the next expansion. <laughs> yeah, you'll maybe. be good. Don't even I, worry maybe. about it. I, I, I think know. that I'm you'll worried. be fine. I'm worried about them just copying it and I'm not going to be able to do anything with it. So like I might just start spending. I'm really hoping that, you know, patch notes have something for it. That's what I'm kind of holding out for right now. I'm only at like 13,000 right now. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I think yeah. that you have 13,000 dust already. 
Yeah, I had more than that. I had twenty thousand, then I switched. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, I still got. I've still got a good amount left over. I I craft this almost entirely on uh, on wild cards. So, yeah, actually, I have fourteen thousand. I lied. Thirteen thousand nine hundred and eighty-six. Not fourteen yeah. yet. Clearly, not fourteen uh, yet. Yeah. yeah, not fourteen. You can't, and you can't go in and dust anything to break the limit either. Fourteen off of fourteen. Shard, you can't go in and shard anything. Um, if you have to say uh, go in and shard anything, I, you're gonna end up saying shart something. That's no, just, yeah. say that on purpose. There's only one yeah. way to say that. Oh, yes. I'm gonna go in and turn it's this thing like, into shards. It's like how uh, it's like Penitus Oculatus agent. We all know what yeah. everyone yeah. called it. <laughs> we all know. We yeah. all know what the real name was. Well, on official stream ever either. That uh, never yeah. happened. Oh man. Oh, and it certainly. Oh no, it never happened. Do by you... a reputable caster oh. who might or may not be our guest. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have anything? I So I have one thing that I really want to experiment with but haven't had a chance to. Um, and that is I want to experiment with the Masia with uh, PNZ. And the reason is I really want to get Lucian leveled up. And then I want to use um, the Sumpworks map, which gives an ally elusive, grant an ally elusive, and it might stick to them. I can't tell, but I really want to try it out because you get uh, you get double attack from Lucian, and then give him elusive, and and oh, hopefully yeah. like double tap. And like if you could if you could get some stuff like um you know like the plus three plus zero and barrier and things on him. Um, or or like back to back or um, the, if you only have one ally, give him plus three plus three, um, the standalone, um, like buff him a little bit and then and then throw elusive on him and like double tap someone in the face for like 20 <laughs> points of damage in one turn. I really want to try to do that like pretty badly. <laughs> like I want to one shot somebody with elusive double tap Lucian. I know it's called double attack, I think, right? No, you not, know, not double yeah, tap, but, but he's got gun now. Yeah, but he's got gun, so it's now. double tap. Now. Yeah, that's the one thing I really want to try to do. Um, that I want so, to experiment with. I have to say, like, I thought I was going to lose a game, but I ended up not losing. Um, because, um, if you block Lucian who has double tap, uh, he hits, and I thought he would hit, clear my guy, and then hit my face. Yeah, he seems like he should. Which, which I feel like that's. I feel like it should do that. Me I too. feel like it should do that. Yeah, I, I think it should too. Uh, there's a few things that I definitely in this game where I'm like, oh, I don't really think it should work that way. Like, I think um, I think the overwhelm going through barrier makes no sense because if you read... Oh, that doesn't. If oh. you read them, it's like barrier says take no damage. Overwhelm says do extra damage based off the damage you've done. So, like, if you've done no damage, there is no extra damage. Like, yeah. that's something that's been brought up a lot. But people are like, well, that's how it works in magic. So it should work like that, too. I'm like, no, this isn't magic, though. It's a different game. I'm reading Yeah, the that's card. right. Yeah, it can work how I want it to work. It can work differently. Now, I actually, that is how it works in Hearthstone as well, too, right? That no. if no, that will like if divine shield doesn't there's no damage i'm i'm like 80 percent sure i'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure yeah i'm pretty sure so yeah, divine shield will absorb every bit of damage even if yes. the opponent has like a trample type effect pretty sure okay okay We're, i thought there was some 80%. Game, i thought there was you're right like there was some argument about like what should happen because there were people who were saying like it should take up the life that it would have done and then deal it over. So that's kind of what happens. Like, let's say I have a 
a creature with a barrier. Let's say I have Lux, right? She has four life and she has barrier, and you attack me with a Trindamir who has eight attack. You'll still deal You're four to my face. Deal. Like the Trindamir yeah. will deal four to me. Because the, the first four will. I don't think so either, but but I right now that's how it works. It's not, you see a barrier. The next yeah. damage the unit would take. Negates, that means yeah. negates means it doesn't exist anymore. So there can't be anything else if it's negating the damage that exists. Yeah. Trindamir is now doing zero damage. He's not doing I mean, you, eight overrun or yeah. no. Well, he's doing okay. Well, nothing. The, their argument, I think, is that it negates the next damage the unit would take, not the face would take. But I think it's super unintuitive, and they should they should change it. I, I yeah, think. I think that barrier should just absorb it. Barrier is already weaker than ward and divine shield because it only lasts for the turn usually, right? Am I wrong on that? I feel like I've seen uh, a lot of correct. barrier. Barrier barrier always only lasts, lasts one round. round. So if it's so if it's already way weaker than Ward and Tessel and Divine Shield and Hearthstone, why can't it work that way? It just yeah, I think that I think they should change that. Can I just say from coming from nightmares of Wardcrafter um and hating it with the burning passion, yeah. I'm fine with barrier being worse. But I it doesn't I still, make sense. <laughs> I think I still have like uh, a little bit of lingering trauma, <laughs> like when I see I barriers drop. So if you read it says excess damage I deal to my blocker is dealt to the enemy nexus. They're not doing any ne extra damage. Oh, They're doing so zero damage. Text. Yeah. So like, so really, it doesn't make sense. Even it makes no sense at all. According to the text, <laughs> yeah. There's anyway. no argument. Yeah. Like that's why I said I read both of them, and I was like, okay, cool. All right, I'm negating all this damage with this barrier, and then just didn't negate the damage. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like well, I read the card. I I was yeah. not the meme of not reading the card because honestly, I do that quite a bit when I'm learning cards. So I'll just like scan yeah. it and I'll miss something. And I was like, I read these cards and I did not. It didn't work. <laughs> I've lost a couple games now where I'm so busy reading all the enemy creatures that are attacking me that I don't assign all my defenders in time. Oh, and, and the turn takes over. I've lost a couple games, so I don't mind losing games that way. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, so you know, I'm still learning, but like, I don't. I, I, it takes me the time to learn the card art to remember what it is. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, to remember exactly what it does without having to read it again. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. here, Man, I'm pretty lucky. I, I don't know. It just clicks with me. Well, <laughs> like, well I, you're also I, wicked, but with like a photographic memory. So that 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 doesn't help us very much. <laughs> well, I don't have I don't have one of those. <laughs> well, I tell you, the thing is, is that like I think the more you like, the longer you play games, the more like second nature it is to have that kind of encyclopedic memory of it. Sure. You know, it takes some people longer to build, um, and you know, I think. Some people pick it up faster, but like, dude, I can sit back and recall exactly the art and the stats on cards from Versus System, which I played in, in you know, middle school and high school. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I just, you know, I can tell you the text block on them and the stats and the drop. And like, it's, it's crazy to think like, you know, they tell you, uh, you can only, you only remember so much, right? And that like, when you're making new memories at a certain point, like you start, you know, some of the least important things fade out. And it's like, you wonder how much playing card games and learning and remembering all the individual cards, uh, like what else you're losing. 
<laughs> to make room, you know? Because yeah, I'm thinking of all the video games I've played. I'm like, wow, I can name like all the legal abilities <laughs> of like over a hundred champions. Yeah. Like, oh my god, Dota. Your AD, and then I'm like, oh, I can do that with all of, like the Hearthstone cards that I played up until. And I can do that with all the Legends cards still. I didn't play this card for very long. And I mean, I'll play it here and there, and I can tell you what those cards do. <laughs> and, but you, but, but you can't remember to take the laundry out when it finishes running. I don't pick up the trash <laughs> yesterday, and I was so annoyed. Yeah, I have, I have, tw- I have twenty years of Dungeons and Dragons monster stat blocks stuck in my brain somewhere. Uh, I, some of them I wish yeah, I could. Will, those will add up. There's some from 4.0. I wish I could flush out and just get out of there. They're still stuck in there. Okay, real quick, and then and then we'll get out of here. But this was one interaction that I I just want to give people an awareness of, and it actually, in my opinion, works correctly. But I didn't know how it worked, and I I scienced it out. So if an opponent attacks you normally. I can throw a creature up to block and then I can sacrifice my own creature and your damage does not come through. Right. So let's say yeah. you're attacking yeah. me with, with something. I throw up a one, one chump blocker. I sack it to draw two cards. Your damage just, you guy just shudders and goes back and he doesn't deal any damage to me. If you do that with a creature that you're, you're defending against a creature that is overwhelm, every bit of that overwhelm damage will still go through. The creature won't shudder. He'll just still attack your face. So, like, if so, for example, someone attacked me with a Trindomir, um, and uh, and I threw up a a one-one spider against him, and then I sacked my one-one spider because I was curious. I'm like, will I take seven damage? Will I take eight eight. damage, or will I take no damage? And I and you will take eight damage. (laughs) You will take all eight of it. So, um, it's kind of funny because every other creature, when it gets blocked and the blocker isn't there, shudders and goes back. This one just blows straight through that. And, and if, if you have overwhelm, we'll just blow straight through that and attack. I didn't realize that's how that interaction worked. And I, I'm like, I'm like 95% sure that that's how it works. Unless I just had a weird interaction with Trindamir. Yeah. That's how it works. Yes. Okay. So I, and, and I think that's actually correct. Like I think overwhelm should work that way because it's yes. safety against chump blocking and then sacking your creature. I actually like that benefit of overwhelm because it's saying like, even if you have something to sack your creature with, or let's say I can sack your creature. Like I attack with a big overwhelm creature and then I vengeance the creature that you blocked with. I can, I can push that overwhelm damage the whole bit through because I vengeance your creature. I think that's a cool, a, a cool bonus to overwhelm that makes it a little bit more powerful that I didn't realize was going to be there. So that's cool. Yeah. Um. To me, it's really whatever the devs want it to be. I mean, I want them to, same thing with the barrier thing too. It's what they want it to be, but they need to make the text where it logically fits that. And to me, overwhelm is a bit unclear. I mean, I'll read it again, just in case uh, people don't remember what it said. Excess damage I deal to my blocker is dealt to the enemy in excess. In this case, there is no blocker. So, like, I'm very okay with it doing that because even, like, you know, it's doing excess damage. It's going to the nexus. I mean, it's attacking still. There is no blocker. So, the excess damage is the eight damage now from Trindomir. So, to me, that logically makes sense. It's not super intuitive, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. The logic of the barrier, right, doesn't make a lot of sense. And the cool part is guess what? We're in beta. We're in beta, so they can go through and change any of that. <laughs> and I think we probably will see like that specific thing to from o- the the interaction between overwhelm and barrier. Like, 
that pretty clearly doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Just based no, well, off of the exact the wording. wording that they used, they could make I, it make sense and make it work that yeah. way. They just got to switch the wording around some. Yeah, I don't really care which way they do it. It just needs to make sense that when I read the card, I understand what's going on. Um, and to, like I said, with the, uh, you know, glimpsing a spiderling and Trindamere going through, to me, that makes sense, even based off the text. It's not intuitive, but it's there. But the barrier saying, all right, overwhelm excess damage barrier blocks all damage, essentially, you know, causes no damage to the blocker, and there's no excess damage to the blocker either. So, like, it, they can change that to word it differently. But, mm -hmm. I mean, sense. like I said, I don't care which way they choose because that's a design, design decision that they can base it around, but it needs to be clear to the players. Yeah, I, so, I agree with that. So I have two kind of different thoughts I want to float out here. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the, the first thought um, is, I tell you what's hard to, to remember when you're learning cards after you've played enough card games, uh, card titles like Vengeance start getting really hard to remember what they are. Because I think every card game I've played has a card, a card named Vengeance. When you said, oh yeah, you play Vengeance, I'm like, what is that? And we just talked about it last week. But to me, like, I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm like, it could be like five different effects, five different of all the vengeances I've learned over the years, all the cards that say vengeance or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of another one, like, like recall, like, uh, you know, uh -huh. there was re, you know, they're, they're just like these kind of one word, just random, you know, uh, you know, avalanche, God, you uh -huh, know, like sure. just super generic ones. And it gets hard to remember. Yeah, I personally, don't mind them just because they're just such cool names. So I like seeing them. Oh, I'm not complaining. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I guess too. I mean, there's only so many words in the English language, so the less vomiting, <laughs> the better. And we're getting That's a lot true. of card games. There's just more and more and not, more and more card games. I'm not complaining, guys. I'm not. It's yeah. not something I'm complaining about. I just noticed that when you said vengeance, I'm like, I thought immediately thought of two other vengeance cards and not <laughs> the one that was in one that I Legends. always think is the priest card now. <laughs> yeah, purify. Yeah, yeah. There's another one. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. Yeah. Is that is that the name of the card in this game too? Purify. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that basically yeah. silences something. And Purify was the, the terrible it's a card. Demacia one, I think, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's Demacia. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's a terrible Wait, meme. That was and like the meme that got like so much hate in Hearthstone. Yeah, because you, you, yeah. you would go Divine, or uh, you'd go Purify on this like three mana, four eight plant or something like <laughs> yes. that. They couldn't, but it said it could, it's a text was you can't attack. And then you purify it to to make it uh, so that it can't attack. And then you go like Divine Spirit, Divine Spirit, Inner Fire, OTK, 32 damage to the face. Yeah. <laughs> fun interactive. Um, and fun and also not interactive. Fun interactive. Uh, in case anyone was confused on that. My other thought. Yes. My other thought. You know what I really like about Legends of Rotera that I didn't put together till right now? What? Every creature has rush. There's no more like, man, I wish this card didn't have rush. Like in every other game, like Hearthstone, mm -hmm. Tessel, Mythgard, Magic, you're like, God, there's rush cards. Every creature has rush, so you don't have to worry about rush being stupid. 
Yes. It just occurred to me. Things like when this card is played, deal two damage to the Nexus, which that would be like as close as you're going to get to it. I hope yeah. they don't make those kind of cards. Like I no. feel like I like rewarding the attack. Like you know, there's some that are attack do two damage. Like to me, you're at least rewarding an attack, and you know, there's mm. there's a way to respond to that. But cards that are just like deal two damage when you play it, I think in a game that's very based off of you know blockers choose, I think that becomes an issue if they were to print mm -hmm. a bunch of those cards. A few of them can be okay. But I like how it is now. I, I yeah. agree with that. The ones that force you to attack to get that ability off are good specifically because um, it, you have to take a risk, right? You have they to can be, block and kill it. Yeah, you have to be in a position where you can take that risk to make that attack to pull the ability off. And if you're not in a position to do that, then you can't make the ability happen. Um, whereas just like summon, deal two damage to the Nexus is the type. Yeah, you're right. It's the type of card that I really don't want to see too much of um but like i think legion saboteur is like the that's a one mana two one um mm -hmm. noxus attack deal one damage to the nexus like i think that um, is the card good nah, i don't know probably not but i mean like i like that because yeah it's gonna get traded with and it'll probably die probably get value traded with you know so it's that risk associated with it just like mm -hmm. silver was saying like you know the attacking being a trigger i think is really great i i, I couldn't agree more and I, I like that as a replacement to the kind of oh the creature's ability is that it can immediately attack when nothing else normally could and like breaking like that charge being used to break up kind of the if you kind of think about it as like an action economy you know i mm -hmm. think is like it's something that we've seen in every game become a problem at some point uh, and they kept doing it, and I just like that. Legends of Rotera said, "Yeah, we're, we're every everything has charge. So if everything has charge, nothing has charge. You know, it, it's like we always talked about with Dota for balancing. If every hero is broken, then no hero is broken. You know. <laughs> so I just I kind of like the. I just just occurred to me that like, wow, there's no charge in this game. There's not. That's yeah, cool. The closest thing really is elusive, but elusive can still be interacted with with spells beforehand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you're I guess that's a great point. Like technically it's can't be blocked, but I mean, yeah. The other yeah, thing that's know. great I, in this game is yeah. that the giant dog from the Neverending Story is in it. Um which is which is great. The uh the giant 7 mana 65 elusive. Um heck? You don't know that one? What is this? The M. Um, was that one six mana? M. Oh, the Empyrean. Empyrean. Whatever. Yes, yeah. the creature from the Neverending Story. I mean, I'm sure it's it's actually looks like a cloud oh. drake, but it does look like the creature. From it the does look like the creature from the Neverending Story. I have never seen that. The Neverending Story. Yeah. Oh uh, well, that that in in the Neverending Story, it's a giant flying dog that's kind of a dog dragon. Oh. This is this, this doesn't is look like a dog though. Mm, no, but if you Google the Neverending Story, this is a right, really I'm good ending it. note. Yeah, if you if you Google the Neverending Story, you'll you'll see what I mean. And it, it does it does look there. You go. You can hear him looking at it online. Um, but I tell you what, let's get ready. Oh, this has been a great episode. Oh my, it does. Yes, it? it does. It looks just like <laughs> it, dude. I'm telling you. Um. But uh, let's get ready to, to to wrap some things up here. So I'm going to give a closing thought, I guess, and then um, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll tell you how we get connected. Let's boogie. So um, here here's my here's my closing thought for today. I was spending some time with uh, with just a group of people tonight, and and just talking with a, a group of people at work, and um, 
we were talking about kind of like getting stuck in ruts and sort of how in life at times you can just sort of like be making circles and just stuck doing the same things over and over again or making the same mistakes over and over again. And we talk just about how we get in those situations sometimes because we're so stubborn and so prideful that we cannot take advice or or seek help. And so my my word of advice, my closing thought tonight is don't get stuck um, doing the same thing over and over again. Get stuck in the same rut. Get stuck in the same cycle. Um, take advice from people, seek advice from wise people who've been there before. Don't be so prideful that you can't ask for help. Don't be so prideful that you can't receive advice and then actually listen to it wholeheartedly. Sometimes our biggest problem in life is we receive advice and we act like we listen to it, but we really only do about like 60% of it because we want to feel like we're still in control and we got to make the decision when we would just honestly just be better off if we had just done 100% of what we were told. And so, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my, my closing thought. You know, sometimes you do got to blaze your own trail and do your own thing, but a lot of times, listen, we can learn from the mistakes of people in the past and, and definitely, definitely take time to, to find wise people to speak into your life. So that's my closing thought for the night. Um, Silver, let's start off with you. How can people get connected with you and find the content that you're putting out there? Because you're killing it over on YouTube right now. Killing it. Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter very actively at Silverfuse Plays. And then Twitch and YouTube are both Silverfuse and just Silver and then Fuse in one word. And yeah, I was doing a lot of that for Legends. And of course, that died, so things fell off for a bit. But it's starting to go in an upward direction again. And it's really cool to be part of a new community. And streams are kind of sporadic, but um, I would say a few times a week and usually during the nights at uh, Central Standard Time. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So go um, throw a follow, throw a sub over at Silverfuse on Twitch. Make sure you subscribe and watch what she's putting out there on on uh on youtube as well um ian how can people find uh what it is that you're doing uh it's just the dead broke nerd on youtube i'm not streaming right now um and you can follow me on twitter if you want to although i admittedly i've been a little less active i still read twitter a lot but i haven't posted quite as much um i will say like i was thinking about your closing thought uh and one of the things that i think I just kind of wanted to add to yeah, is I think our society today um, kind of overemphasizes and occasionally even like fetishizes uh, routine. And I think it comes from a good place uh, in that like routine and, and setting, you know, a, you know, setting a routine can be very beneficial in many ways, but there's also this idea of, um, you know, and I, th I can't remember who said it, but I remember, you know, reading this quote and I, I wanted, I thought it was really interesting. And it was, uh, you can't, it's something like you can't change your life until you change something you do every day. Um, hmm. And I think every time I found myself in a rut, it has become much more about saying I am in a comfort zone, but this comfort zone isn't advancing my goals even if at one point they did sure and i, I and i think it's really important and I, I mean we've talked about kind of self 
you know, recognizing things going on in your life, you know, self-examination. I think that's super, super important, you know, but even little things like you want to make a, a, a change in your diet, right? Something I've, I've done a couple of times and, and, um, it has to become too like, okay, you can't just say, I want to do that. You have to look at, well, what is my routine? Is my routine supporting my goals? They did in the past, but you have to reevaluate your routine. Um, and, you know, even, even something about like, what's going to make you happy over the last, I guess, four or five months, I started doing bouldering, something I never thought I would do. I didn't have an interest in it beforehand, but honestly, it's become one of, it's become a new routine that I replaced an old routine to make time for. And I think like routine is good, but you have to update it. You can't just, you can't just stay with something you've done forever or else your life isn't going to make the changes that you want. And, and that's just, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. But I, I it reminded me of that quote and I just thought it was relevant. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And I'll say this, if you want all of your routines to be ruined, um, get married and then have kids and and that will <laughs> that that will do it you'll never have a routine day again it's all it's all it'll all be ruined for you um if you want to find me you can uh find us over at um our discord there's a great place to post questions too because we'd love to address questions about legends of runeterra on the show we haven't really opened it up to that but um in future episodes if if there are uh, listeners who have questions um, you can email me at eslegendscast at gmail.com, which I'm going to have to change because it stands for Elder Scrolls Legendscast, but we're not doing that anymore. So, But it's eslegendscast at gmail.com, or you can um, join our, our Discord and uh, ask me questions or ask us questions over there, and we'll, we'll address those on the show. We would love to do that. Um, also, uh, outside of this uh, podcast, um, I am a pastor, and a big part of my heart for doing the podcast is just to reach out and be there for people um, during their time of need. So if you're in a difficult place in life, if you need someone just to listen to you, someone, uh, if you're willing to let me pray for you um, in any way, I, I would love and I'd be honored to to just be able to be a support for you. So um, I do, a, I do, a, you know, I pay a lot of attention to our Discord because it's really important to me that we create a super safe place for people to come and share their story and share who they are um, and to receive um, support uh, in that, um, even if they are, even if they are different than us, and even if your beliefs aren't similar to mine, not that I don't have core convictions, but it's important to me that our discord is a safe place for people to come in and just receive help and advice and, and to be, um, to be cared for. So join that and, and reach out to me. I would love to, to chat with you and get to know you. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of like a big portion of my heart behind why I'm doing the podcast in the first place that, and because I, I love legends of Terra. Um, okay, so that's going to do it, I think, for episode season two, episode three. Um, Silver, any closing things before we get out of here? Not much. Just uh, really excited for the patch day to see what happens. And I think that will be a pretty big tell of just what we can expect for balances in the future and what Riot is looking to do with the game as well. I assume good things, so I'm really excited for that. And I hope others are, too. Awesome. Awesome. DBN, anything before we get out? Yeah, last thing I want to say is that I just kind of want to bump Silverfuse's stuff one more time. Uh, I talked about, actually, uh, when Abel came on last week, that Abel is my absolute go-to lunchtime stream. Uh, 100%. Uh, I love watching Abel's stream. Um, I don't often get to watch Silverfuse's channel anymore because I stay very busy uh, in the uh, evenings. I don't get to watch Twitch. But 
I will say Silver Fuse is my default. I always check and see what the next Silver Fuse video is on YouTube. Uh, I've gotten a lot of ideas from Silver Fuse. I do enjoy uh, just kind of, I mean, I, it's just really fun. I think she puts so much effort into her videos, and it really comes through to be a really great product. Um, and, you know, from time to time, I kind of, when I'm looking for inspiration for my own YouTube content, which is in a much more fledgling stage, I often go in and see how Silver does some of the things that she does. And so it, it's really go over there and check it out. There's a ton of content and just really good, thoughtful content, which is something that I think a lot of YouTubers don't always put as much thought into, you know, their content as I know Silver does. So really go over there and watch it. It is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for uh, this episode, episode three of season two. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, Legends Cast. That's the name of the show. I didn't stutter when I was trying to remember the name of our show. Thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in to Legends Cast, and we will catch you back here again next week. Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you want to become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast or leave a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts.